Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. First show of the new year. And apologies uh, to FanDuel, but we're, we're going to get into some betting stuff a little bit later. But today's show, obviously, is just very different with everything that happened to Damar Hamlin. And we'll get into that in a bit with my next guest, uh, Dave Festchuk. But Dave, we were talking, Dave Festchuk from the Toronto Star, in studio. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Great to be here, Mr. Cause. Happy 2023 to you. Yeah, yeah. Busy man. You're all over the place this station this day um and i always love having you on because like you're a swiss army knife we can go anywhere with you we were talking about the fact that um what time did you go to bed on december 31st what time did you make it uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ballpark it at about uh 10.05 <laughs> 10.05 p.m 10 okay yeah Which is ten, late for me yeah that's so, a late night for me there is three phases i find as a human being um when you hit a certain age phase one you hit midnight and then you go to like four in the morning oh yeah I had those days. I've had those days. I've had those days. Step The next level is I'm going to make it to midnight, and then soon after that, I don't need to be a hero. I can go to bed. Right. I'm very close to there. Okay. And then there's phase three, which is the phase you're in right now, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I like, yeah, I used to... I've had many fun New Year's Eves. I'm not like a... I'm not one of these people that says New Year's Eve is for amateur partiers. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun night. It's a fun night. If you, if you have good things to do and you sound like go to the Rock, to St. John's, Michigan, oh. one of my favorite places in the world, that sounds like a great thing to do. A fireworks at Kitty Vitty Lake, oh, uh, yeah. George Street, got screeched in, kissed nice. the cod, had the screech, did it all. Yeah. It needs to be said. Like the stereotype, oh, they're nicer there than they are here. It's true. It's 100%. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, oh, we the guy who, uh, a, a, after we watched fireworks, we're in the middle of a field, me and my girlfriend and a friend. Yeah. And we didn't know, we had to get back to George Street, which was ages away. Some um, volunteer security guard said, get my, get my car, I'll drive you there. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. we just wanted to hug this man. I remember, remember the, I was out there, the last time I was out there, sadly, I'd love to get back out there anytime I got a reason to. Last time I was out there was LeBron's rookie year. The Raptors played the Cavs in a preseason game. Okay? Yeah. I should say, we're supposed to play the Cavs in a preseason game. At the rink where, you know, the mile one rink or whatever it was. where the, At the time, the Maple Leafs farm team played out there. And they're warming up for the game. Yeah. And sadly, for the fans of Newfoundland, they start seeing this condensation <sighs> up from the floor. And the floor, I was sitting right by it back in those days. The media had great seats. It was absolutely, it was, it was a puddle. Like, yeah. There were puddles everywhere. And it's like the chosen one, LeBron James, is down the other end going, I'm not starting my career on this stuff. Like, and so they never played the game. They, 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 LeBron James was in the building. He stayed in Newfoundland the night before. I remember running into him in the elevator of the hotel. Yeah. The media and the, and, the, and the players were staying at the same hotel. They never played the game. And I remember Richard Petty, who was the CEO of uh, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment at the time, said, well... You know, they kind of they kind of did a backhanded, uh, like the players left before they told the fans the players weren't going to play. Uh-huh. And it was a bit, it was a bit ugly. It was a bit big city, like we're getting the hell out of here. Yeah. And I remember Richard Petty saying, "Well, we were worried there might be a riot because there had been a riot in Montreal." And I, and I remember there's the, not going to be a yeah, riot there. Get out of here. And I remember the director of security, who's long past this, a uh, wonderful guy uh, with the Raptors, said, "What were they going to riot with? Their fish hooks?" Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's no it, way there's, there's going to nice be a riot. People, there weren't going to be. A, there's never going to be a riot. In, I mean, maybe there has been a riot in St. John's, Newfoundland, but I doubt there will be anytime soon. But anyway, wonderful people. Yes. I still think the Raptors owe them. They always said they were going to go back there. They never. They haven't gone back. They yeah, should. Yeah. Raptors, get back over there. Yeah, it's fantastic. They really owe them that one. They do. They do. Oh my God, I loved it. I wish I was there now. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's stick with the Raptors for a second and. How different do you think are the goals bes- between uh, uh, that Masai Ujiri has? Well, like whatever Masai Ujiri's goals are for the remainder of this year and yeah. going forward, how different is his versus Nick Nurse? Because yeah. on one end, Masai Ujiri, general manager, your job is to look at what you're doing this year, but what is the next two, three, four, five years playing for what? Meanwhile, exactly. the head coach, everyone is playing 40 minutes, and the bench got outscored by like 50 as the Raptors lose to the Pacers. Yeah, that's a great point. That's the inherent tension that is this season in Raptorland, right? And, and look, there's always that tension between management of course. and coaching staff. Right? You need that. You need some healthy back and you forth. You need a healthy back and forth. But, you know, the, the problem here is, to your point about, you know, and Nick Nurse was talking about it to the media today. I zipped into Raptors practice before I came up here. You know, he was talking about how, look, we, we, we need these guys, but, you know, they, they, and they need to be better, which they do. But the flip side of that, if you're in management, is, you also need to play him, Coach. Yeah. And Nick Nurse probably has, if not the shortest level of patience with his bench, that it's up there among the shortest. Oh, yeah. The shortest leash. It's full Thibodeau. League. Like, yeah. he's, just, he's just nicer Tom Thibodeau is, is. is kind of what Nick Nurse is. Slightly less grumpy yeah. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's fair. Like, I understand. That's the tension because Nick Nurse needs to win every night. He's got a sub-500 team that's, you know, playing for what? They, they may not make the play in if they keep going the way they're going. Um and so that is a problem, right? And and the goals, the goals for the franchise clearly. When you start breaking this season down, cause like what's the ceiling here? Like what? Like why wouldn't you maybe be benefiting from going backwards? Because what's the route forward with this team? Have we not seen maybe this team at its best? And and look, they gave us some tantalizing glimpses of promise at times, like last year, forty-eight wins, forty-eight wins, and took. You know, the Sixers to six games and maybe could have gone a little further if Fred Van Vliet hadn't been hurt. Mm -hmm. But therein lies the problem. Fred Van Vliet got hurt. Guess what? Fred Van Vliet's hurt this season, too. After a season in which Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet were 1-2 in minutes per game last year, you got three guys in the top eight in minutes per game this year on the Raptors. You add OG Ananobi into that list. And I would argue, look, this this is an era of player preservation. And the Raptors are running these guys into the ground. Part of me loves it. It feels like it's the mid-90s all over again. Bill Clinton's president. I love it, too. I mean, look, I love the idea that, hey, Michael Jordan played 82. Why can't these guys? Michael Jordan played every minute he could. You know, Will Chamberlain once averaged more than 48 minutes a game because he played every minute. Plus, he played overtimes. I mean, I get it. I get all those things. But... The trend is going the other way. It is. Where teams are taking care of their star players, and they're playing them less and less in the regular season. But the Raptors, because of the holes in the roster, and Nick Nurse would counter this, I'm sure, and I'm sure he does very forcefully in, in arguments with the management and conversations. Less, they're not arguing, because they're, they're conversing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's saying to them, look, I, got, I don't have any rim protection, so if we don't play up on the ball with intensity, if we don't trap, if we don't, if we don't play our butts off, which is why I keep saying play harder, play harder. We can't win. 
And, and I don't, we don't penetrate enough. We don't shoot it well enough. Our only chance to win is to run these guys into the ground. And that's exactly what he's doing. And it's not, and you know what? And they were doing that a lot last year as well. Yeah. Like it's the exact same team. Like every, I always make notes for every Raptors game. And so many of the wins, I always just write classic Raptors win. They had 14 more field goal attempts. They forced yeah. that many more turnovers. Like, and you just, and that is all hustle, hustle, hustle. And maybe, because my follow up question again, joined by Dave Feschak from the Toronto Star, is this team technically should be better than last year's team. Yeah. You know, the, uh, and, and I know they've had some injuries. Every team has injuries. But I tell you, on this day, on January, was it third, fourth? What do we got here? That's the third. Um, that the Pacers are the team that's four games over 500, and the Raptors are the team that's five games under 500. If I had told you that before the season begun, you would have been shocked. And then it goes to the question wh- why is this team so further down from last year? Part of it is obviously injuries, but maybe part of it is that style that got them 48 games last year. Maybe it's they're finally paying the piper this year. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. Like, if you're Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, you're sitting there going, wait a second, where is our internal improvement? Yes. Who, who on this roster has improved? I'd say Siakam. I think Siakam yeah. is even better this He's year than last year. For sure. Um, I think OG Ananobi. But I think Van Vliet, massive step back. Yes. I think injury related. Injury related. Back injury related. Scotty Barnes, step back. Massive step back. Massive step back. Um, Precious Achua, Chris Boucher. Yeah. You know all. You know all the other guys are just taking are, are taking a step back. Yeah. I just I am stunned that the Raptors' record is this bad. I am Same stunned here. by that. Well, ex- exactly. And I mean, who would have you know who would have thought that Delano Banton would go nowhere with this team after the promising start he had last year. Boucher. Who, who would, yeah, well, Chris Boucher, he's had these wild, wild swings. Yeah, okay, fair point. A very effective player to being, like, it was around this time last year when I remember having conversations with people around that team that was like, this guy might get cut. Mm-hmm. They may just wave this guy and be done with it. And then he had this incredible resurgence and became a very respectable player again. And he started out the season like that same player who brought energy and shooting and, and all those things, and now he's gone into the, the toilet again where he, he doesn't seem to understand his role and, and just doesn't seem to want to, you know, or, or want or know how to kind of regain that spark. But, but I would trust that he'll get that back. Yeah. You know, I think Boucher's that kind of guy. But, but you're right. Like, it, it's, you know, Precious Achua obviously would help if he'd be healthy. Today, uh, Nick Nurse said there's been no progress with Otto Porter Jr., who they brought in. Fairly to address some of the fact they can't shoot. They can't shoot. Yeah, but they're near the bottom of the league yet again in every shooting category you can imagine that matters, including three-point shooting, which is so important nowadays. So, yeah, for for all those, when you stack all that stuff up, if you're Messiah Jerry and Bobby Webster, you're like, man, like we thought this team would be a lot better. They they assumed this team would be much better. Would be, to your point, would be much further ahead than it was last year. They thought 48 wins and we can build on that. Instead, it's gone 48 wins and we're trending toward 40. It's not a good situation for anybody. And and I do think that they're going to have to have, start having the conversation about maybe just saying, look, shut Fred Van Vliet down, trade Gary Trent Jr. at the deadline, uh, it's going to be set. The problem but with they, that is, they, 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 listen. There, that is. If you try to tank, that is an insult to yeah. the horrible work done by Houston and San Antonio <laughs> and right. Charlotte. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like if you're the Raptors and you're trying to tank, Charlotte right now is looking at you, going, <laughs> exactly. amateur. And like that's the problem. It's like the, the the Pistons have already told Cade Cunningham, we'll see you next year. Exactly. You know, there's no way the Raptors are going to be a bottom four team. It's not happening. Yeah. The other 
other teams are truly horrible. The Raptors, as much as we limit, limit and complain, they're they're too good to get in that bottom four. You're probably not going to. The bottom four is the key. You're right. Yeah. Everybody's got the same chance at the bottom four of Victor Wembanyama, which is important. But look, I mean, if you can get you know a little deeper into the like you know they were what were they sixth worst when they got Scotty or whatever it was. They were somewhere in that. Fourth, fourth, fourth worst. Fourth, they, fourth yeah, worst, they were yeah. fourth worst with yeah. Scotty. They were way worse. They, now, the odds have changed, but they, they only had like an 8.8% chance of getting the number one pick when they got Bargnani, right? So yeah. They, it was, it, it's a lot of different, but the, but the difference is the Andre Bargnani year. He's <laughs> let's think of a lucky. No, I get it. Andre Bargnani versus Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that NHL GMs are doing after watching last night's uh, World Juniors. Right. You know, like Connor Bedard. Like as, as I, I joke, I've been joking a ton that very soon um, Johnny Goudreau is going to have upper thigh soreness, of which there is no known cure for, <laughs> and he'll be out for three to four months exactly. for just a, the, the cost of a cup of coffee a day. You can help to fund medical research for this this horrible. <laughs> horrible. Po- yeah. Horrible plague. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, and that's the problem is that like these other teams, you know, the Barniani year, it's like ah, oh, great, we can get number one. This year, it's like you got to go get number yeah. one. No, it's very tough to get it. And look, I'm the, the bottom line is it doesn't matter if you get number one. The idea is you just you just maximize your chance of getting something better than yeah. what you would get if you just stayed in the mushy middle, right? Which is the worst place to be in this league. And this, hey, if you've been around long enough in this town, you know what it's like to have the Raptors in the mushy middle. Yeah, well, you know they're not good enough to contend. But they're also not good enough to get those high picks. And so you just kind of you, you vacillate between, oh, we might make the playoffs, or we might go around between, oh, we might miss the playoffs, oh, we're not good enough. And that can go on for an awfully long time if you don't have strong direction from upper management, right? So, yeah. And I do think one thing about Messiah is, you know, he doesn't like the mushy metal. We know that. No, no, no. He, he absolutely hates it. But th- that's kind of where the Raptors are. Um, we're out of time because then I'd like to get in the fil- maybe another time. The fil- to me, the Raptors come down to one philosophical question is how much will it improve OG Ananobi and, and Scotty Barnes where they're trying to go for it and get into the top six? What does it mean if they do that in 2023 in terms of their development as players in 2025? Yeah. Look, I, and the other, I agree with that completely. That's a great, great point, Cause The other factor that I would throw into that is, guess what? Mm. You tank. What does that say to your best player? Because Pascal Siakam, no, oh. it's very clear what he's going for. He's trying to win games because he's yes. a winner. He's also looking at if he can get into the All NBA top fifteen, he can get a supermax contract. And it's hard to imagine he's going to get those All NBA votes if they are you know, ten, fifteen games below five hundred. It's a good point. And uh, I was doing the game for uh, for ten fifty, the Raptors Grizz game, right before the at the end of the year, and the Raptors getting pushed around, and there was one guy who was just refused was yeah. was, uh, was Siakam. He's trying. He's trying. That is Dave Festchuk from the Toronto Star. Go out and buy a copy of the newspaper. Whenever I go visit my dad, the first thing I do is I grab his copy of the Toronto Star, and I start going through the whole section. Always a delight. Dave, we'll be hearing you on Overdrive. Yes, indeed. And oh, let right. your dad read the paper first. He's a great. He well, He was a great sports writer. Yes, one of the legends of the business. Hell yeah. Cause <laughs> and it's great to be mentioned uh, in the same sentence as somebody who wrote for the Star because he wrote for the Star better than anybody. Thank you so much. That Thank is you. Dave Festchuk. You'll.